way he started the event today with his story i think that that sort of inspired all of us in so many ways and i hope it inspires you listening as well on how important and captivating storytelling is i mean i was glued i was listening i was like this is so interesting because i never knew that about you baby and i think that that's the power of storytelling i've been able to unlock another dimension of our relationship you know as you know audio event hosts and all of that you must be willing to share your personal experience and emotions in such a way that you secure your dignity and the dignity of others while empowering. The point I want to pick up on what you said is the point of being authentic, telling real stories, you know, stories that, that, that resonate. That all comes from being genuine. Now we use words like authentic and people think, you know, what does that really mean? It means put yourself in the story. I saw what he said right at the beginning. You know, we have to see ourselves in the story. If I'm gonna to listen to you talk, and I wanna I wanna know I want to know that you know you can help someone like me. And so that's point of business storytelling. author of the storytelling series for small businesses and content creators. In Obehi Podcast, we talk about the power of your story, your narrative, and why you should own your voice. Whether you are a small business owner, a content entrepreneur, or you simply want to build your influence, storytelling is probably going to be your best instrument to connect with your audience. So join the awakened few who are owning their voices. Now let's get started with today's episode. always interesting when we talk about what we love which is uh, storytelling i thank all of you uh, for your presence uh, for those of you who do not uh, have the background story of uh, where we are coming from i usually like to sort of uh, touch it a bit so at least uh, you know uh, where we are coming from uh, so yeah my name is obehi ewanfo i am uh, from nigeria uh, from the giant of Africa, who we would like to call ourselves. <laughs> uh, so, but I've been living uh, in Verona uh, for for some years now, since 2004. Uh, what actually prompted me into uh, what I'm doing today, this storytelling series, and all about it, uh, is that I am a curious person. I like to learn, and most importantly, I like to listen to people. So when I got here in 2004, I was sort of uh, asking who were the first people that that I meet here, where did they come from, what has been their experiences. And of course, this time, I am not looking at only the Nigerian community, I'm looking at the the entire African community in Northern Italy, where I live, uh, try to look at their story. Uh, By then, of course, I've just uh, finished um, a program with London School of Journalism, and then I've uh, done another one with the New York Film School Direct because I the, the reason I went online just so that you can understand that was because I didn't have the chance to be able to enroll at the university here in Verona in Italy because I was illegal in this country for a number of years uh, because that was a situation for me 
I needed to find an alternative. It was quite uh, challenging for me, to be really honest with you, uh, in that I, I was almost frustrating. And then one time I got, uh, I was in the presence of a Nigerian author who came from Milan uh, to present his work. So I was explaining my predicament to him. He told me that he basically passed through the same situation like I was then, that uh, because I was telling him how much I would really have loved to study. Because when I left Nigeria, okay, if you know Nigerians, you know that uh, we are very passionate about education. Uh, so it is not by accident that if you go to the United States, for example, you see that uh, the highest educated uh, immigrant community in the United States are Nigerians. So it just sort of built into us and that we, we love to learn. Okay, we love to learn. Even though we still have a lot of um, a crisis all around us, we love to learn. So I had it in mind that when I get to Europe, I was going to go to school immediately, get him, but <laughs> it was quite challenging. So this guy told me that, well, if you want, you can go online and study. I said, really, is that possible? So I just, uh, like a first love, <laughs> I went online. I discovered that it really it was possible. So I, that was how I jumped onto London School of Journalism, who was having a, a, a program then. Then after that, I started another program because now I, I see that it could work. So I decided to enroll for uh, New York Film School Direct. So when I finished this uh, program uh, with New York Film School Direct, I said, okay, now I have uh, understand a bit of uh, the setup of how to do documentary, how to uh, put videos together. Maybe it's time to experiment. So I said, okay, to experiment, I want to start with the city where I, where, I, where I am. Who are the people that I'm coming to meet? Who are they? Where are they coming from? So that is how my research actually started in 2013. Then uh, a couple of years later, I was able to produce uh, two books from the documentary, from the research project, and also uh, more than one video, which were screened here. So what I learned later on is that uh, there is actually a huge power and a huge knowledge among the diaspora community that we need to share and tap into, and tap into for our own good, that we need to own this voice because I have seen uh, in the course of my research here that there were a lot of people that have been here for several years who nobody have ever come to ask, what is your story? And, and what is strange about that is that if you don't tell your story, it will never be told. That is unfortunate and uh, that you will live without uh, allowing other people to understand what has been your impression, what has been your judgment, what has been your opinion about a certain issue. And because how long do we live? We live for a very short space of time, then we pass away. Like Shakespeare will say, that life is like, um, like a, a play by an idiot who just fled his time on the stage and disappeared to come back no more. So if that is the case, why don't we uh, take it upon ourselves to make sure that we register our presence here before we disappear? So I think I learned that storytelling uh, is a powerful instrument that we can leverage. We can leverage it in very many areas. And not only uh, in the area of business, which we, where we are concentrating on it a lot uh, these days, uh, but we can also leverage it to build our community. We can leverage it to find who we are, to retrace our identity, to uh, connect to our ancestors, where we are coming from, to be able to understand our bearing in the world and to forge in a new uh, reality, if we don't like the one we are living in, to shape our identity. All these ones are perfectly uh, uh, built into the idea of storytelling. So I say, okay, let me put what I've learned together for this uh, over 10 years, package it together and put it out there. Maybe somebody can learn something from me too. So that is uh, where we are coming from, from this uh, storytelling series. And uh, of course, every now and then, uh, 
quite frequently actually, we have this audio program where we continuously um, uh, reenact the, the say, old idea of storytelling so that we can learn new things from it because we find that it is useful, it is important for us. It's going to help us in a number of ways. And, and I'm very happy that I have a lot of people who are intelligent, who are, are smart, who are using this tool in their work, who are working with me in bringing this knowledge to the people. So this is why we are here today to talk about storytelling. But today we are looking at how uh, your personal quality can make your story more engaging, how you can put yourself into it. <laughs> I, was li I was listening to a speech one time. I think uh, it was... Um, by Anna Gia, who was say something to the effect of uh, an American who went to eat in Paris. Uh, after he had eaten, he told the, the cook, uh, where I've studied everything you have wrote about your food, about how you cook, but you are still different. The way you cook it is still different. Then the cook uh, told the, the, the person that you forgot to put yourself inside it. Of course, that, that is a metaphor. And uh, the metaphor in storytelling now would mean that if we are going to tell our story, we are going to put ourselves in it because it is to us that people want to connect to, to our emotion, to the reason behind why we do what we do, not just uh, the verb that is coming out from our mouth. And that is one of the things, of course, we are going to be looking at today. And I thank my co-host. I thank all of you that are here. Uh, I really look forward to learning from you. Thank you very much. It's my honor to talk to you here. All right, so I pass my... The mic to any who is one of uh, our co-hosts here. Then after that, we'll pass it on to the three other co-hosts. Then, of course, we will allow that we will allow also the people that are on stage with us to share with us. We are we are here for you. We are not running away. All right, any the mic is yours. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, thank you, thank you so much. You know, I see what you did there, Abhi. I see what you did. You, know, you told, told a great story to you know, to engage people as storytelling can do. You know, I think you know. The point of this room, like you say, is that that storytelling it can it makes an impact on people. It helps us listen more, understand more, especially when we put ourselves in the story. You know, and that's how business works. Now, for those who don't know me, so I'm Enio Songs. So I run a company called Global Media, and so I'm blessed to meet amazing people who do great things. I mentioned a few of my friends in the audience. There are many more who I will mention, no doubt. Uh, so what I do is make people famous that way they sell more. That's that's where my business started. That's you know, and, and it, com it comes from a simple experience. So when I, when I was when I was in when I was young, that's a long time ago now. I was young once. Now when I when I left uni, I said I had an idea of a job I wanted for life. And that's you know, my first job I went for was an internet company, and suddenly found myself in this world of internet. I'm like, what's it, what's it, what's the internet? And I found that you know it could do amazing things, like you said over here. You know, it could, chill, uh, it could open barriers, you know, open doors. It could you know, take you across the world in seconds. I mean, everyone here in this room here, you know, we're all from different places, in different parts of the world. I see Americans, Nigerians, I see Ghanaians, I see you know other parts, like South Africans. You know, there's people from the UK, other you know, many other people here, you know, Asia. So literally, the internet could do amazing things. See, I, 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 when I was there, I guess I was lucky to write blogs for managers, and part of the blogs I was writing was predicting the future of the internet. Uh, what's the internet going to do for the world? Much like we're talking about Web three today, you know, what's it going to do for the world? It can do amazing things. Can it? Of course it can. Will it? Who knows, right? 
So what I, I guess I wrote about how the internet was going to make the world a fairer place, more, more, more democratic, you know, truly bridge the gap between the average man and the big companies, where you and I can take on the world from wherever we are. So if we do something amazing that the world needs, they'll buy from us. Of course they will. So I, left, you know, I left the internet. So I left that internet company after after three or four years. I'm working in a job. I, what, I, what I soon found when I, when I turned around in 2008 is that the internet hadn't quite gone the way we thought. Now, Google became the biggest company online. Amazon became the biggest shop online. And amazingly, everyone only deals with those two big companies, really. You know, that's where my mission started. I had, I had, a, I had a couple of friends who created uh, great products. One of, my, one, of my, one of my friends made handmade shoes for women. And I was truly, you know, I was, I was, I was astonished. Handmade shoes made by a girl who was eighteen. Now there were quality shoes, but you know what, my friends, she couldn't sell a single pair of those shoes. Couldn't sell a single pair. I was heartbroken. That's why my my mission came on to make people famous that would need to sell more. The reason she didn't sell because no one, no one knew who she was. They'll go to the website, look at the shoes, say how lovely they are, and then go to Amazon buy cheap, cheaper shoes. And I was truly, I was devastated. I, I figured, you know what? There, there must be a reason why the internet's not working for the poor man, for the small man. So I, I, I want to go and change that. That's no, that's my story. That's what got me here. That's what. So I, I created a company, and, and literally, I was geared towards that until, you know, I guess I realized that the company had. We need some big clients, otherwise, it might go broke. Small businesses make you broke, by the way, my friends. I realized very quickly. So my, hence we changed our company name to Global.media. Long and short of it, for where we, are, where we are today, I found a tool to make people famous. And that tool is you know, audio rooms. You know, also we do ads and also you know, we do targeted email marketing. You know, where, uh, where, you, where your clients are looking for you, we'll put you in front of them. That's how we make you famous to your, to your, to your buyers. Yeah. If I can put you on TV and radio and magazines, I certainly will. And that's, that's not for everyone. So, you know, literally, I want to make you famous. If you, have, if you have a message to tell, let's get it out to the world. That's how I meet, I meet all, the, all the people on stage today, Obehi, you know, Hannah, Abimbola. And I said, no, I know they're all amazing in what they do. And I'm on the mission to make them famous by doing the rooms for them. Or with them as well. And we do many other audio rooms as well, by the way. I've been running our starts in our audio room on ooh, Thursday. Hannah's part of the team on that one too. There's many people in the audience who I do audio rooms with. You know, so I guess the one thing that probably links me and many people I work with is that I love people who write books. I love authors. You know, if you if you package your knowledge to help other people, you got me listening. You know, I'm, I'm already a fan of yours. You know, so over here is written amazing books on storytelling, and I've learned a lot from those books. So no surprise I'm here working with him to make the audio rooms work. You know, if you write a book, if you, want, if, you, if you want to write a book, please come to me. I've got a team of people who can help you write your book. You know, we've, we've got writers, ghostwriters, editors, proofreaders, you know, publishers, everything you need to make your book dreams come true. My part is to sell the book for you. Now, so the one thing I, and I, I guess now, in terms of what I do, I want to leave you with is we have a, a program now to make anyone a bestseller. 
if you've got a book coming out, let's talk. I can definitely make you a bestseller on Amazon. It's, a, it's guaranteed. And it's a one-off price. So, you know, you don't need to worry about, you know, how much it's going to cost you. It's, it's money, but you know, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not the most expensive service that I have. I'm, I'm more interested in giving you that, that gold badge, that way you can make more money from your books, get more readers, help more people, and the world's a glorious place. That's me over here for now, so I give the mic back to you, my friend. Thank you so much, Ernie. We can see the value of, uh, that you are adding to the community, and that is highly appreciated, uh, not only by me, but by all of us that are here, that are hearing you, and that understand you, that know what you are doing, that see what you are doing. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. All right, another interesting person here in the room that is helping us to make sure that people understand what we are talking about and what we stand for is Hannah. Uh, Hannah, please take your time to explain to the people who you are and, uh, of course, uh, also give your take on the, co on the conversation that we have today, uh, which is about, um, of course, you understand what I'm talking about. Please go on. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Obehi. Um, I wanted to say a big thank you to everyone listening today. My name is Hanai Dachaba and I'm a brand storyteller. I love that um, Obehi started the event today with his story. I think that that sort of inspired all of us in so many ways and I hope it inspires you listening as well on how important and captivating storytelling is. I mean, I was glued, I was listening, I was like, this is so interesting because I never knew that about you, Obehi and I think that that's the power of storytelling I've been able to unlock another dimension of our relationship you know as you know audio events hosts and all of that the person in another light you're like okay I never knew and now you're like okay now I can understand why he's so passionate about storytelling and that's the power ladies and gentlemen of storytelling uh, but before I go in my name is Hannah Dachaba I am a brand storyteller and this is what I do for a living to be honest but it didn't start this way as somebody who worked in advertising and marketing I, I was firsthand I saw the impact of storytelling in my role and that really opened my eyes to how powerful storytelling is and after I left my nine-to-five I decided you know what I'm gonna go and do my own thing I'm gonna go and explore my thing but at the back of my mind I wanted to open more people's eyes to the power of storytelling because I realized a lot of people don't know how powerful storytelling is I mean we went to school hearing stories we grew up with stories right now people are watching stories on Netflix on Prime Video but do we really know the impact of stories that was the question that was at the back of my mind and I was like you know what I could wait for somebody to do it or I could take center stage and do the telling. So that's why I love events like this because I'm in a position to open people's eyes to how, just how powerful storytelling is. Um, since that said, I'm, like I said, I'm on a mission, I'm helping individuals, I'm helping brands, through content, of course, because that's a huge role that I play. I use content to craft stories that attract and convert because if you are in business, you know that profit making is so important. Um, so I'm going to talk about today's conversation, which is, you know, the personal qualities to make stories more engaging. I'll be sharing three things that I do to make my stories engaging and three things that I do for brands to make their stories interesting. The first thing that I do is you need to know who you're speaking to. So you need to have a well-researched, thought-out plan 
who are you speaking to? Because you can tell a story that doesn't connect because the people that you're telling the stories to don't, you know, aren't the right people that you're supposed to say it to. So I know in marketing is called your ideal client profile. Uh, but yeah, let's just say your target market. So that is understandable for a lot of people here today. You need to know who your target market is because a lot of the times I see people share really touching stories. But the thing is, is that who you're supposed to be telling the story to are the people that are reading the stories, watching the stories, listening to your stories, the people that you're supposed to be telling the stories to. That's one important point in storytelling for business. I need to emphasize that this is storytelling for business because a lot of the times people are like, well, stories are, you know, emotional. Yes, I get it. But we're talking about how to convert the emotions into profit making. So you need to understand your target market. You need to understand who you're speaking to. The next thing that I would share is relatability. Your stories need to be relatable. You want people to see themselves in your stories. Another thing is context. Context, who are you speaking to? Do they understand my lingo? Because a lot of the times you might be using a familiar language to your um, territory, to where you're from. And then the people that you're speaking to might not necessarily understanding. So that's so that's why it's so important to realize, am I sharing a story that the people that I'm speaking to can relate to? So important. Um, the final point would be the purpose. What do I want to take away? Or what do I want people to take away rather from my story? What is the takeaway? Are they going to leave feeling downcast? Is that what you want? Do you want them to see you as a resource person? Do you want them to see you as, do you want them to see your business as strategic, as the go-to? That is what to bear at the back of your mind when you are crafting a story. Not just a story, but a story that connects and converts. Keywords, connect and convert. My name is Hannah Dachaber and I'm a brand storyteller. Like I said, I'm on a mission to impact people's lives and businesses with storytelling. My DMs are open. If you have any questions, pop me a message. Uh, and I hope you all have an amazing day. Over to you, Obehi. Thank you. Thank you so much, sister. That is really powerful. That is eye-opening for a lot of people here. Uh, in that, Of course, at the end of the day, we need to understand that we are here for the service. We are here to, to serve there is a, a mic that is uh, making noise there. If you are not speaking, please uh, unmute yourself. Or mute yourself. Uh, yeah, so uh, what that Anna has said is, is very, very important in this line. Like for example, here we are building a global uh, team, a global uh, uh, team of people that are interested in this gospel of storytelling. It's what we are doing because we want to really shape a story. We want to shape a narrative through our experiences, through our story. And we are looking for people who are interested in this deliberate intention to shape our story. And of course, I'm looking at, uh, uh, if, if, you, you know where I'm coming from, no? uh, that I wake up one day, I want to learn about the story of these people, the African diaspora community. We have a peculiar story to tell. The world is waiting for us to learn from us, from our experience, so that we are not just statistics, we are not just number, we are not just there to balance up the, the equation. We represent a huge force in the world. We are several hundreds of millions of people. That story is ours to tell. We are building up a community of people who are interested in shaping that story. All right, so thank everyone again. Abimbola, yes, it's your turn. Please tell the people who you are. Uh, yes, they are here to listen to you and your take, of course, of the conversation of the day. Please go on. 
Yeah, good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are listening from. My name is Abigolani. I'm talking from Nigeria. Uh, yes, uh, my name is I'm a content marketer. And yes, as you know, content marketing is one of the most effective ways to build brand awareness, to generate leads, and to grow sales. So as a content marketer, I'm so passionate about helping businesses to tell their stories in a way that is so informative and compelling. And uh, I've worked with a particular person who is a, uh, a particular firm, I think a year or so, and I used to help him in uh, creating content for his um, business page. So yes, I can help your business also achieve its goals with my content writing skills and storytelling skills. So thank you. As to the as regards the uh, topic of today, yes, well, Anna said a lot, you have to know your audience if you are to craft a story that engages. And one thing I want to say is that when you have empathy, you know, there are some qualities a storyteller has to have. You must be able to have empathy, to be able to understand and share the feelings of others with your stories because when you get to know the pain points of people you know exactly what people need you, you are able to create a narrative with uh, characters that people can really empathize with you know when you're telling a story you're talking about the con uh, conflict areas and everything people can really resonate they can really see oh this thing i'm going through this and by the time you are reaching the conclusion, you are reaching the resolution, they can see you as a solution to their problem. So you have to be empathetic. You have to have good communication skills. Uh, because when you are crafting a story or telling a story, you must be able to uh, convey, as in tell, speak, as in convey your message in a way that is so clear that your audience can really understand and one other thing i'll have to say is passion when you're telling a story you have to be so passionate because people can really feel when you're passionate about something and passion is contagious when you tell your story with passion you put in so much passion in telling the story people can really connect with that story because we can connect with people with our true emotions yes and when people can connect, you are already gotten them where you want them. So that's the little I have to say. We can now I can come back later to say so. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for that, uh, Abimbola. I appreciate that. That is really interesting. Yeah, I can see some people that want to join. Uh, yeah. So let me let me add you to um, to the room because the conversation is for all of us. And like I said, we are ready to learn. I'm, I'm just taking the time to. To add you all right so that um, we get it started yeah there is a note for everybody here today <laughs> all right just few seconds i've added the last person there okay i don't know okay 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 now everybody is added and now uh, before you start to um, i give the the mic to you i just want to say that now the, co the conversation is open to everybody what we are interested in is trying to understand what are the qualities, uh, the personal quality that makes storytelling more engaging, that make it to resonate more with the people? So what we want to learn from you, um, how do you see that? How do you, what, what do you see to be the personal quality that makes story more interesting, more engaging to the people? Because that is why we are here. We want to learn some of those qualities so that we can improve our own storytelling. 
Because a lot of people that are here are business owners. They want to learn some of those qualities that they can use to improve their own storytelling. All right, I think we can start with uh, Cody Davis. Please go on and share with us. Hello, hello, hello. Coming in from Dallas, Texas. Um, I know you said that that a lot of the hosts here are from Africa, and I think that's really cool because we are able to connect, and it is our story that makes us connect with each other. Um, going back into caveman times, they used to tell stories around the campfires, and that that just used to be it. Now we're in an era where there's a lot of AI and there's a lot of automation and, and things like that. So it's really hard to get that human connection and storytelling is what's going to do it. Um, like I said, my name is Cody Davis. Uh, I help people build their personal brand on LinkedIn. And the way I do it is literally by telling a story with every single piece of content that I put out. And that doesn't mean always building a character and making, you know, building a whole Disney story around each post. It more so means building those emotions and really relating to the audience and either one of two things, making them root for you and you be the main point of the story. Or if you really want to convert and make sales and, and monetize and really grow your audience put them in, in the in the seat of the of the character and make them the hero of the story. Um, a good way to do that is uh, there's a guy named Justin Welch here on LinkedIn. And a couple of you may have came across one of his posts at one time. He has a really cool way of telling his his he has a framework to tell his story. And if you want to get your pens and papers out, I'll go ahead and kind of explain the framework so everyone can tell their story and know how to properly uh, relate to the audience and really grab emotions and convert into either a fan, a consumer, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to start. It's a seven step process of how to build like a better story. And it all starts with step one, an obstacle. So there's always a problem. And to get people to relate and buy into your story at the very beginning, you want to make sure to always mention the obstacle. Like, for example, like, oh, I remember how it was in, in university when, when I was staying up all night eating ramen noodles. Oh, I remember how it feels to, to step on a Lego when the lights are off. I know how it feels to get a flat tire on the way to work. When you start off with things like that, everybody can relate to it. So it really, really starts grabbing it. And, and like um, Hannah said earlier, it's really important to know who your target audience is. And that's why either you put them as the driver in the seat or you're the driver. So um, when you put your audience there, you're literally painting the picture as if you are their audience. So you start off with that obstacle and then you mention the struggle. So uh, say, for example, I got fired three times by the time I was 25 and I was heading into failure going into 2023. I had zero confidence after getting fired again, and I was worried that I was never going to be successful. So not only right then did I mention the obstacle, but then now I mentioned that step two, the internal struggles, how I felt because of the obstacle. Then you go into the external struggles, which is step three, and that's how the world sees you or how your lifestyle was. So after I had zero confidence and, and, and I was worried that I wasn't going to be successful, successful, people ridiculed me for losing my job and for living around the U.S. I didn't have a stable place. My girlfriend even dumped me. So now that that's the external hardships now. So not only did I raise the problem, now I told how I felt inside, which everybody can relate to. And then now I'm telling you how life is treating me, how I'm feeling on the outside. And that's step three. So step four is the change. 
So this is what really leads you to to have that transformation. So say, for example, I would my story was about losing weight. Um, that transformation could be when I got embarrassed when we were at a swimming pool. So so, for example, I lost 80 pounds uh, in the past two years and it was a really big accomplishment for me. And I used to swim with shirts on. And uh, that was one of the big things, me being at the swimming pool, being with the one of the only people with a shirt on. It was like, uh, you know, something has to change. So step four is definitely that change event. Um, which could be me at the swimming pool and everybody looking at me. I'm about to change. And then the spark, step five is the spark. Um, so now as you know it's about to change, this is when you feel like, okay, let me make a routine. Let me let me put everything together. Let me make a calendar. And now you're actually about to make that action. Step six out of seven, now you, you have the guide. So you have somebody that comes and helps you. So now as I'm, I'm already made the, the decision, now I'm going to lose weight. All right. So now I'm going to search up on YouTube and I come across a, a bodybuilding guru on YouTube that really uh, just puts out some valuable content. He becomes my guide because I start binge watching him. Everything he recommends supplement wise, program wise, I'm watching him. So he's my guide in my story. He's like my my uh, Yoda in Star Wars or maybe like, uh, uh, you know, so, something like that, like in Harry Potter, how Hagrid and, and, and all of them came along that that's that's the guide to the story and then you have the results so now i never look back after i started working out every day uh you know my uh alex remote i start watching alex hermosi videos every day i never look back now i got promoted my life started going great i got a new girlfriend etc cetera, etc cetera. so going through that big journey starting from the obstacle all the way down to how the result is is how is the best way to relate with people and tell a story um, thanks everyone. I didn't want to, uh, really go this long, but I definitely wanted to leave everyone with some actionable things that they could apply literally today. Um, if you ever need anything, I always, uh, reply to DMS usually within two hours. You could check out my content. Each piece, like I says, uh, tells a story and it definitely is actionable each within its own. Uh, thank everyone. And I really love this topic of discussion today. Oh, thank you so much, Cody. Like that framework is so helpful. And I'm sure that it's going to help a lot of people that listen today. And I love that you shared your personal story as well. That's so incredible. Thank you so much for being here. I would be yielding the mic to our next speaker. Hi, Jason. How are you? Point six out of 10. <laughs> thank you. I reserve nine and up for my wedding night, assuming I get it right. If I don't, I won't tell you. It'll be between me and my wife. Uh, my name is Jason Bernard Humphreys Kinte. I'm the son of Bernard Humphreys, a scholarship winner that came to Canada on scholarship from Antigua and did his Bachelor of Commerce at a university formerly known as Ryerson. I'm a scholarship winner. I did my Bachelor of Commerce at University of Toronto, worked at Microsoft Canada, 98-99, and Bill Gates came and talked to us and I said, if you could do that, I could do better. And I did better. I started where he, he planned to end off. I started giving away everything for free. I'm the president of Free Shares Incorporated, the best to make people happy for free. The first for-profit corporation in the world with operations that I've known of that has never told, told uh, never charged anyone anything for anything and never will since 1999. It's based out of Bible and that's business plan. And just to get to the uh, heart for the story, my dad went to the psych ward four times. Um, I went to the psych ward four times, sorry. My dad went more times in the last 25 years of his life he struggled with depression because uh, he lost his job uh, as an auditor at DeVry. And uh, he drove taxi and just worked so hard, he did not sleep. 
So I think that applying what um, the last speaker taught about something that you have to overcome, I had to overcome that generational curse of depression. Uh, he was in and out of so many psych wards in Toronto, he could rank them. And uh, I finished reading the Bible, had his hospital bed, and he died in, in uh, November 27, 2014. But um, to honor my father and to show that how he taught me to overcome, my father taught me how to, I did this poem at my dad's funeral. Um, and it just teaches that we can, we can overcome. My father taught me how to live. My father taught me how to give. My father taught me to delight in doing what's right. My father taught me how to write and how to recite. My father taught me how to think. My father helped me to not sink when I try to stay afloat. When I was drowning, he threw me that life-saving rope. He taught me to avoid dope, to never try to give a Coke. He taught me never to get drunk and to never start to smoke. My father taught me to instead get high on life. And he taught me that even when times are rough, if I followed his advice, it'd still always be ahead. I made my mistakes, but my father forgave and taught me to pray for forgiveness before I went to bed. My father was my coach. He was my baseball coach and my academic coach and made me the MVP. My father taught me how to study and learn how to be, yet to never settle for a B when I got 97% grade nine math. My father asked me what happened to the other three. <laughs> for it wasn't easy. So I got 100% in grade 10 math to make my father proud of me. My father taught me how to learn and earn my degree in life. Ology. My father taught me how to see the goodness in his family and humanity. My father taught me how to live. My father taught me to forgive because he constantly had to forgive me. He taught me all that he could. And then he set me free to explore humanity, even though he knew I would die someday. Because humanity would not always be how we all knew that humanity should be. My father loved me and taught me how to love, but knew that humanity would not always be as loving as he was to me. So my father sacrificed me. My father set me free. My father taught me to love him and even those who hated me as much as he loved me and to do unto all as it have him do unto me. My father on earth whom I love, Bernard Humphreys, born May 15th, 1944, passed away November 27, 2014. My father on earth whom I love and I want to love. I thank my father. Thank you for letting me share his story. Thank you so much, Jason, for sharing your story and the wonderful poems and all of that. Something that I wanted to say is how people that we really love never die because we have a piece of their stories with us. And that's why it's so important as well to share stories because we are sharing, you know, we're keeping the memory alive. We're keeping the memory of the people that we love alive. And an example is, you know, Jason share. So thank you once again, Jason, for sharing. Um, the next speaker was supposed to be Elizabeth, but I'm not seeing her right now up on stage. So I would be calling Dr. Masia to share. Hi, Dr. Masia, how are you? Good morning, everyone. I'm fine, thank you. I, 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 I must say I thank you, Jason, for sharing your story and for those tips that we got for story writing also from the speaker before. I, I want to look at some qualities of story writing that we, we sometimes forget. I am a story writer. I'm writing my own story right now to Christians in leadership and how to overcome the challenges of leadership that we don't talk about, the pains of leadership, the misunderstanding of 
sudden resignations, the pain, those pains, being misunderstood, etc., and how we overcome them. I am also a life coach, and I am also I also write stories, children's stories, from their point of view, and place them into textbooks so they can reaffirm themselves through seeing themselves in written text being used across the world and being able to problem solve when they see their problems on a page. Now, I find that storytelling in itself is natural. Natural in the sense that every single one of us in life is given a story and some are given more stories than others because of how we manage stories and how we manage our experiences. Because in the Bible, each person, and this is the leadership, Christian leadership side of me, get talents. Some get one, some get five, some get two. How we use our talents multiply. And that's the same concept with stories. How we use our stories, when we use our stories, and where we use our stories, and who we tell our stories, cause our stories to multiply. And the multiplying effect means, and some persons have said it, that in my story, I must be authentic and I must be relatable. I must be able to connect to my audience on an emotional level. But this connection is not to everyone. If I was designed to connect to everyone, then everybody's story would be the same. And everybody's story would be identical, but our stories belong to us. Our experiences shape us. It's not an accident. It's not a mistake. Our DNA ability skills are given to us to write our own stories as we become masters of our own destinies. And that is why creativity is an important quality in storytelling. Creative individuals can come up with unique and imaginary parts of their stories so that it can connect emotionally. They are the main characters and so they must be able to write and edit their stories to make it relatable and applicable without losing the essence and the authenticity of that story. I also believe that storytelling must have with it a certain curiosity. It must make you and your audience curious enough to want to explore your new ideas and perspective and to see it from your point and maybe because of the nature of who I am lead to more thought-provoking ideas and another side to that story that will make you review your story if it resonates with you to see to what extent you are kindred spirits because every story attracts a tribe. That tribe is the ones that the stories must heal, the ones that the stories must empower, the ones that the stories must bless, the ones that the stories must make want to come out of their comfort zone. And I believe also that you must be able to adapt your story and the parts of your story as they unfold to keep your audience engaged and prevent 
you from becoming predictable, even if you are running a business, because it is the part of your story. Your stories do not become relevant when you tell all of it to persons who were never intended to get all of it. And we have to be very guided about that. Sometimes we learn. I must also say that your stories, your vulnerability, you must be willing to share your personal experience and emotions in such a way that you secure your dignity and the dignity of others while empowering. Some of us like the victim side of us and we like to, 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 to make our story so incredulous as we are the worst sufferers in the world. But your stories, especially those that are painful, is intended to, to, to grow you, to, 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 to cleanse you, to purge you, to, to make you become what you are destined to be. It is this journey of trial and suffering that makes you a greater authority and presence to a hurting world. And so you must frame your story and adopt your vulnerability to empower and build as you yourself emerge stronger and better for what you have gone through and understanding your power. The, the, and that is why I love Jason's story of, of, of the journey of his father and how his father's journey has impacted him so that he's able to carry on this legacy. It must give you cultural awareness. It must make you sensitive to the diversity in the world. It must make you want to include persons' perspective, emotions, and their needs as, they, as you share your story and make persons be more receptive to of the other side, which is another story that might sound like me. And finally, I, I, I believe that another quality of storytelling for any, whether personal or professionally, whether to grow your building, business or to build it, must that you must have some humor. Uh, you see laughter, laughter makes you visit the doctor much less. It is medicine for the soul. And I believe that your story must have, you must carry a good sense of humor in your story that can give your story life and can radiate hope and entertainment while building healing and empowering. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to speak. Thank you so much, Dr. Marcia. Thank you so much. That is really powerful. That is really, really powerful. It touches me deep inside uh, your presentation. And of course, all the uh, the people that have spoken before, this this room is really powerful. If I is beginning to tell us, the organizer, that this room is needed is absolutely needed, is fulfilling its mission. Uh, you see, we are, are forming a tribe here of people who have a collective uh, uh, kind of an identity or who have a collective objective. And uh, this is what it is supposed to be. Uh, I, I remember um, 2015, I wrote a book that I titled Amended the Stream Water. And that book um, uh, today is accepted as one of the books to be read at the University of Verona, the city where I live for students. Uh, you see, that book is about storytelling. But even then, I wasn't even talking about storytelling as a topic. I only started to talk about storytelling only last year. 
uh, even though I've been working around storytelling, but as a topic, as a discipline, I've never really been talking about it. I've written several books and I didn't touch the question of storytelling. So in that book, for example, uh, I uh, put something in the middle of the people that, that the storyteller was having, sort of uniting everybody together. It was a tree. And the tree in my place is called Ovu. Ovu, uh, okay, it's a tree that you, it's a planted for ornamental purpose more like because it's, it doesn't bear fruit that you can eat. Uh, but it have leaves, it shades the people. So you can stay under it where the sun is shining. So in that book, I describe uh, Ovu as a form of a baobao tree, which is another important tree in Africa. Now, um, what I'm thinking is that when we tell story and when we tell it where, we are able to unify the people. We are able to give people an identity, something that they can hold, something that they can almost swear allegiance to, something they can build for themselves. It's like giving the people back their power, you see, so that we can have something to share among ourselves. Storytelling is deep, is powerful, is so profound in our culture, in all of our culture, irrespective of where you are coming from. Even though you are born today, living in the 21st century, you are still part of the human story. It is highly involved. In fact, it's probably one of the most involved tools that we have there. That is why we see it all across in our human society, from psychology to politics to economy to spirituality, okay, by that I mean also to religion, to business communication, there is nowhere you are talking of human conversation that you are not going to inculcate storytelling into it. So it's absolutely powerful. And I thank all of you that have added beautiful elements into it, looking at what are those attributes in human being that make your story more engaging. We must look for a way to put the human being, like the European we say, at the, at, the, at the heart of the Renaissance movement, we must put human beings at the center of everything that we do. And if we do that, we will succeed. Because people are people, and people like people that look like them. So that is very important. All right, I, I want to pass the mic to any. I believe any have a reflection, and of course, maybe also want to welcome some other persons in. And any, of course, you know that you are a special personality here. So thank you so much, brother, for all you are doing. The mic is yours. Yeah, too, yeah, too kind. I appreciate you over here for sure. Like, great shares by everyone. So I'll come back to that in one second. I want to mention Frank. Welcome, Frank. Keith, Imtiaz, Sheba, the amazing Loho, the branding queen that she is on here. Loho has an audio room on Friday. Connect with her. Come to audio room. Ephelion, welcome, my friend. Tracy, great to meet you. So I just followed you. Sindal, Sindal, I have to pronounce your name properly. Thanks for joining us. Um, blessing, I see you. Zainab, thank you so much. Kaleem, Lance, welcome all of you. Mercy, uh, I mentioned Coach earlier. So, Sile, Victoria, thank you all of you for spending your time with us. The Shazab, Okachukwu, who see you as well. Ian, Amazing Linda Grace here. That's a superstar. It's probably a superstar amongst us. You know, this is your, my friends. Connect to people around you. You never know who's there. I know. I know many of the people in the audience. 
I say many, not not really. I know, I know most, many people in the audience. Not 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 enough, obviously. You know, Jemima, I see you too. Prudence, welcome all of you. Peter, Beatrice, Toyin, Yaga Lelwe, how are you doing? Glad, glad you're here. Mike, Vanshi, Anthem, Monica, yeah. I'm living my pleasure. I love to welcome everyone into our room, so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm living the dream as we speak. Platine, Kibetswe, Askele, Mariam, welcome all of you. Brett, I see you too. Orit, welcome. Juliet, Aswini, Jacinta, we mentioned you earlier, Richard. Rain, the amazing Cassandra, a mindset legend that she is. You know, if you if you're struggling to achieve your goals in life, my friends, talk to Cassandra. She's the one that will move you forward. And normally, you know, what stops us achieving our dreams, without performing, without getting results we want in business, our personal lives, is what we say to ourselves in our head. You know, that that little voice within holds us back. Cassandra can help you turn that voice into a super fan. To really achieve everything you want, you want to achieve in life. Risi, I see you. Razan, I see you too. Welcome, all Priya, and Michelle, Suzanne. How are you doing, Suzanne? I just DM'd you, so great to have you in the room. Michael, Stefan, Rishraj, welcome, all of you. Annabelle, Esther, Mohammed. Yeah, excellent. I'm happy now. Now, it has always been shared so far. You know, Dr. Marcy always you know, gives us mic drops, always. You know, as, as you're talking to Dr. Marcia, I'm shaking my head. Yeah, then I absolutely right. I, mean, I think you know, the, the other point, the point I want to pick up on what you said is, is the point of being authentic, telling real stories, you know, stories that that, that resonate. That all comes from being genuine. Now we use words like authentic, and people think, you know, what does that really mean? It means put yourself in the story. I saw we had said right at the beginning. You know, put, we have to see ourselves in the story. If I'm going to listen to you talk, and I want to, I want to, I want to know that, you know, you can help someone like me. That's what, that's point of business storytelling. You know, I want to show people that I can help. I I get people like you. I get you, and I can help you. Hence, let's talk. Now, so but now the strange thing in, in all of that is that when we put ourselves in the story, as businesses, as service providers, as storytellers invariably we're not the hero stories only work when our customer is a hero you know when i when i spoke earlier i spoke about the, the amazing clients i get to work with they're the really real heroes of my service i just i'm just a conduit to help them along you know you have to pay this that similar experience for your clients you know for your your, your listeners you know make them the hero and then they will then see how your service can make help to elevate them that's what storytelling really is all about. And uh, does Marcia's point about being about being vulnerable, you know, being vulnerable, yeah, it, of course, it makes good sense. You know, the only point I want to make last over here is that we need to listen to tell stories. It sounds counterintuitive, but unless we listen, we can't do what Dr. Marcia said and you know, be actually be adaptable, you know, be adaptable, and you know, be able to mix our stories for the right person. The right situation, the right message, at the right time. That is when storytelling really works. You know, you have, we have two, we have two ears, one mouth. You have to learn to listen more than we talk, even when we're telling stories. I'll leave you with that, Obi. Mike's back to you, my friend. Thank you so much for that, Eddie. I think the monkey back to uh, Abimbola now, who is introducing some other people in the room to speak. 
Yeah, thank you so much, Obehi. Uh, wonderful shares so far. Right now, I'm yielding the mic over to Kabir. Kabir, please, can you unmute and let's have you here. Thank you. Thank you, Abimbola. Uh, and uh, thank you, Obehi, for letting me in the room. So my take would uh, on storytelling would be uh, just two things. I'll just put it. Uh, what others has repeated, I'll just put the same things. One thing is that in any storytelling, put yourself in the story. When you tell your story, you get more connected to people. The other, all the emotions. Uh, I heard one one of the speakers telling like. Uh, there is some people who can't get connected, but I'm not sure. If you put yourself in the story, I think most of us would have have the same journey throughout our life. So it will directly connect to them. So that's my one cent on that. Thank you so much, Obhi. Uh, <coughs> good evening, everyone. I'm from India, so it's evening here. And um, a warm hello to everyone. Uh, uh, the thing is that um, we've all emerged uh, what uh, we've lived, the stories that we've lived or the stories that we've read or we've listened to. I mean, uh, whatever religion, whatever faith we believe in, but we've read stories, we've heard stories and we've picked up value systems, for value sets from there, value systems from there. And stories are really, really a powerful way of connecting people. Obi himself is a great storyteller. I've read one of his chapter and I really salute him for the art of storytelling he has. I've been listening to any Hannah and the great people, very wise people in the room and I'm absorbing a lot, learning a lot from each one in the room. Uh, my personal belief is that when you tell a story, you understand your audience like Annie had said that you've got to listen. <laughs> Sorry, you be a good. You have to be a good listener. So first, you listen and understand what the audience are expecting and what the audience are, what values they live by, what culture, faith, and the beliefs that they live by. And then, then your story becomes much more powerful. So it's important. Like we're connecting globally through these audio events, and we are understanding each other better, the different uh, people from different uh, regions, different countries better, and the better we understand each other, the better is the connectivity, and the better is the prospect of the business growing. So my dear friends, it's important that we not only learn the people, other people, and uh, but also respect them, and storytelling, of course, would be a great medium to help each one of us as professionals to grow, grow our enterprise, grow our businesses, and grow our personal uh, learning experience also. Thank you very much for your patient listening, everyone. And I'm here to learn more than to share the wisdom because there are many, many wiser people here, and I have a lot to learn from each one of you. Thank you so much. I would invite you people for some of the sessions uh, on resilience that I would be hosting soon. So kindly keep connected and be there if I would need you as your support. Thank you so much. Thank you, Obi, once again. Thank you, Hana. Thank you, Abimola. Abimola and Annie. Thank you, everyone.
Thank you, thank you, dear. Thank you so much, uh, Soma. We we appreciate your 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 time, your sharing, and the value that you have added here. I think one time Elizabeth was already in the room, then you disappear. Now it's your turn. Please unmute your mic and say something about what we have today. The topic of the conversation, of course, is what are personal quality to make story more engaging. Please share something in line with that. Lovely, lovely. Well, first of all, um, thank you for thank you for um having me and I'm rather new to this. I just started stepping out this early this year and um, just after investing in myself, um, I realized what came through me was to step out and um, start story sharing. And, you know, again, you're all, so, you're all sound so well experienced <laughs> more than I am, I'm sure. But um, what came through me was to actually create my stories that's coming from the hero's journey. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that. I'm quite sure you might be. And, you know, it's all about my own personal stories with finding myself. So that's what I actually started stepping up to do. And, you know, I the intention is also to um, connect with people through, um, through possibly coaching, mentoring, supporting them. So it's, it's all connected. Again, this is actually the beginning of my own personal journey. So I would also start out with just talking about the challenges that I went through and, um, and um, yeah, just like the hero's journey and the outcome of it and where I am today as to who I am, even though the journey is continuing. Is that, is that clear? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Um, I gotta say, like your story is and what you shared, what you just shared was really impactful because you spoke about how you use storytelling in your day-to-day -day activities. I feel like a lot of the times we can overcomplicate how storytelling should be. And you just saying, you know what, I've been using it for a while. I might not have known, you know, but I've, I've seen the impact. I think that that's a powerful statement on its own. So thank you for sharing once again. I will be yielding the mic to Deirdre. I don't know, I don't wanna ring your name. Please help me pronounce it. Hi, Deirdre. Hi, it's Deirdre. And um, I didn't even realize that I had put my hand up and um so I spent from the time that I noticed that I was on the stage meditating about what I could bring so what has come to mind is I'm originally from Northern Ireland and I came to New Zealand and I went to see Tane Mahuta which is a tree the biggest tree in New Zealand and there was a piece of resin in front of me <clears throat> which I picked up and when I held that resin, I saw all the oak trees in the area of Northern Ireland that my people come from. And I saw the boats with people with red coats coming onto the land to cut down the trees. And I saw all the boats go out around the world and cut down the trees there. And so the thing that came here in the middle of the night in New Zealand was to remind us all that all of our roots are really deeply in the earth and we are all connected and we are all completely interdependent on us, on each other, and that we are all heroes and have the potential to be heroes. 
because the way trees work is that they feed each other and they protect each other. The outer trees of the forest will thicken up to protect the younger ones to make them grow. So wherever we are, just in the same way that trees will release different smells and resins to warn other trees about danger or insects or illness, we have an obligation to kind of keep ourselves healthy, but also to look after everybody else. Sorry, I know that probably isn't even answering the task of the what uh, personal qualities to make more stories more engaging, but that's what came, and I kept pushing it away, and it kept coming back. So I feel like I was under an obligation to share that with you. So I hope that's okay, and I'm going to go back to sleep now. And any much as I love you. This is too late for me. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed now. And thank you all so much for all your wonderful stories and for your wonderful shares and your wonderful heart and for the fact that you're here bringing stories because stories are the lifeblood of all of us. And the more our children and the more our communities hear these stories and feel these stories and smell these stories, the more full we become as human beings, the more our hearts are enriched and the more we um, glow with our own potential and then everybody else resonates higher and it all gets better. Anyway, I'm going to stop now. But I love you loads. Bye. Oh, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. Uh, we hope that you can get to sleep and we hope that it was worth it you know you sacrificing your sleep thank you once again for your wonderful share and i love that you spoke about trees i feel like if trees were to speak they would have a lot of stories to share i just wanted to drop that uh, but i'm going to be now yielding the mic to milik hi milik how are you today hi i'm doing really well um Hi, everybody. So thank you all for, for having me and for listening to me. Um, so basically, uh, my company, Hustling Ground, we, um, we provide e-commerce platforms through our web resolvers platform. And we also sell uh, products, branded products. Um, our T-shirt brand is Who Hustle. So we have the uh, website, whohustle.com, and we are also on Amazon. And so I was definitely uh, led to this path. It's not something that I came up with on my own. Um, so I spent a lot of time and energy um, and a great number of my products are faith-based to combat uh, negative imagery with positive images, right? Godly images. So um, definitely I feel like that's why I was sent down this path to make sure that um, that I'm a trumpet and I say it loudly. So I bring, I bring it into every conversation I have, or at least I try to. Um, so I just kind of think like on the topic, sharing stories, uh, it's an opportunity to get your point across or sell yourself or your product. Um, but it's also an opportunity to help other people, right? Or to lead the way. Right? So for example, uh, Jason uh, earlier, he uh, shared a story and I related uh, because my father died when I was uh, just coming of age, when I was uh, like maybe I think 21 years old or so, like, something like that. Um, and so it wasn't until I experienced manhood on my own and, and fatherhood after that. Um, and I experienced for a while and then I became or I was able to appreciate uh, what a great man that my father was. Right. And started to realize how I was using some of the lessons that he taught me. 
right? So when I heard Jason sharing, I was encouraged to share as well. If you all noticed, that was exactly when I raised my hand when he was uh, when he was telling his story, right? So he inspired me to speak up, right? So that's why I just kind of believe um, like storytelling or sharing our stories is really an obligation, right? So for me, it's an obligation to God uh, to bear testimony. This is a God-given duty for mankind. Uh, but even if your your faith is not what caused you, um, I would still say that um, hopefully you believe that you owe it to the rest of us to positive, positively contribute to society, right? So, you know, there are statements that you can uh, go by, like each one, teach one, and reach out and give back. So uh, your story is really a tool for you to have an impactful presence uh, during your lifetime, right? So, um, yeah, thank you all again for, for hearing me out. Dr. Constance, yeah, that is your turn now. Please go ahead. Unmute your mic and say something. Good morning. Happy Labor Day, everyone here in America. I'm sure this is a global platform. Thank you so much for having me here. I see my sis, Abimbola. What's up, Zarar and Annie? Hello. I don't think I had the pleasure of having most of the people on stage on here. And for all of those listening down there, good morning, good evening. And I know Deidre said it's super late. So thank you for being here. So I love this conversation. What are some personal qualities to make stories more engaging? Uh, Abimbola actually can attest to this. I just created and innovated called 50 Inspirational Connections. And one of those is basically to share your story. I mean, we all have stories in our lives, but I wanted to focus five minutes, right? It's so crazy. You have only five minutes to tell your story. And some people are like, I'm older than, you know, whatever. And how do I, I said, listen. There's portion of your stories that you yourself are inspired to share because you've seen it with other people. And when Deidre says, yes, we are trees like roots, we are. I actually have a necklace that is uh, rose quartz, because pink is my favorite color that has trees embedded in it. And every time I needed a little boost, I, I hold it with my fingers and re keep reminding myself that my mission of leveling up the world through education is everything to me. And when I see someone leveling up in their community, my heart is filled. So thank you for having this space in the first place. But for personal qualities to make your stories more engaging, you have to be inspired by your own story to share. I have a formula called VHS. And for those of you who are old enough, no, I'm not talking about cassette tape, okay? Here goes. First of all, I wanted to recognize my sister, Nicole, as well. I know she's not in this room, but I want to give her credit because when I asked her to be my co-innovator with 50 Inspirational, she said yes. There is an opportunity all the time coming out. When you see one, grab it because once it's done, it's done. And if you want to be inspired by other people, just take that mirror and look at yourself. What is part of you that you are so inspired to share today? That is what's inspired you to be here, right? For me, it's called VHS. Let me explain. V is for value. What do you want to provide value to your community that you want to help? We all deep inside of us want to help. What is so 
like always coming up in your head that is so valuable. You are in your zone of genius. Each one of us, okay, interrelate with each other, but there's one thing really unique about you that you really want to help other people. It could be your adversity. Like I could think of Lachelle and, you know, being having 15 kids and all of these things. But the first thing that she says that she wants to share is that being a perfectionist kills her spirit. She was in depression, right? And she wanted to share how she got out of it. For me, I've been having panic anxiety. I've had depression. I have all of those, but that's not what my heart says that I could be in my zone of genius to provide value to my community. And that is what inspiration inspired you, ignite your belly that gets you out and said, I want to be on that stage to share. So V for value. H, you want to be heard. Everyone wants to be heard. But people who don't know me here, it's like, okay, what is she talking about? I can't relate, right? It's okay. Don't be afraid of judgment because you are unique. You want to be you and uniquely you. So H is for heard. You want to be heard. You guys can guess what S is, I'm sure. You also want to be seen, right? Not for posterity. You know, you know, most people will probably think of that. Not really. Not because you're a narcissist because people label you. You need to move beyond boxes. It's a movement that my sister Susanna is creating. You don't want to be in boxes. You don't want to be this and this and this. You are you. You belong to most boxes, but you're not in one box. You want to be seen. So how can your personal qualities make stories more engaging? Look in the mirror. What is your VHS? What is that? What is that oomph in your belly that says, yup, I live today. Thank you. I'm grateful above ground. Six feet under today. I can make a difference. So that is my formula, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome and thank you so much for having me speak. Thank you so much for that. Uh, that is really powerful and also very encouraging and inspiring. You have everything inside of it. So I really appreciate your sharing. I, I love that so much. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Right, I think Annie is doing a, a small greeting. Yeah, she does amazing things on here. And I, I love people who who, who who push the boat out and do something different. And you know, she's certainly doing things differently. And she's an author as well. You know, a two-time best-selling author at that. So it's like I said earlier, anyone who's written a book is my best friend. I truly have time for those who put a genius on paper for others to learn from. So Mike, I want to welcome you, my friend. Peace, welcome. Uh, I, did, I did this welcome to my friend because it's a chance for you to know that we see you and also to know we appreciate you and for others to connect with you. You know, if, you never know who's in the room. I'll mention them. The only way you're going to know what they truly do is by connecting with them, having a conversation with it, you know, with everyone around you. Don't miss your chance to use this opportunity to network. The link goes LinkedIn lets you have more freedom to connect on the basis of this audio rooms. Uh, so take your chance before the room ends, my friends. Priya, I see your blessings. Raul, so I'm just following you, Raul. So welcome, Samuel, Mohammed, Dylan. I appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for joining us, Joni. Glad you're here. Vidi, Frank, Frank. We lost you, Frank. Oh, did we Frank speak? I'm not sure Frank spoke. Um, so, mercy, Amy, I see you. 
Anna Regina, the man with an amazing voice, public speaker supreme, Mr. Isu Samuels here as well. Glad you're here, my brother. Thank you for being here. Amani, Oritz, Indiana, the mentoring queen, Nana is here as well. The people do amazing things in this audio room tonight, unless you know who they are. You know, you can't call on them, they can't call on you. So I see the great Melissa is here as well. Welcome, Melissa, an amazing artist. So Favor and Natasha next to each other. Yeah. Favor's, uh, Favor's written a book. No, Natasha's written a book as well. I wonder why I like them both. And I'm bringing them both to audio rooms in the next, next few weeks. Our, our dates are set for both of them. So do join and connect with them. Now ring the bell and then that way you know when the audio rooms are on. I'm excited about their, their stories especially. And they're on a mission to help people. Martha, I get to you, the amazing Martha, the women, uh, women's empowerment advocate. Welcome, Martha. I'm glad you're here. Oh, I'm, I'm always glad to see you in our rooms. Thank you so much for joining us. So Frank, I see you too. So Imtiaz, I see you as well. Thank you so much, all of you, for spending your time with us. Hopefully you're benefiting. So we're talking about storytelling and true how, you know, what we need as people to, you know, to tell engaging stories. You know, it, I mean, many things have been shared so far, and nearly everything has been shared. There's always more to learn. There's always more to learn, my friends. You know, over his series of storytelling books will tell you the more that that we need to know. You know, please check out the books. You know, you can you can get a sample. You can you can get free chapter. Just connect to over here and you know, message him. Just tell him that you you want to say something about the book. If it's for you, then you can do that. I was going to buy the book on Amazon. I mean, there are three of them at the moment. And nobody's written a, a lot more. So do connect with him and do check out those books. You know, let's not use this room as, as just listening rooms. Let's take action to actually do something to make a difference in our lives. Over here, I give the mic back to you, my friend. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not even a, a good marketer, so maybe I should have been telling you people that the book is available on Amazon at the five of them, so you can pick out uh, the one that you are interested in. Or why not pick up five of them and read because it's, it's there for you to learn from. Uh, I purposely write it because I want to be able to pass the knowledge to people who want to uh, explore the power of storytelling uh, in their business and also in other areas of their life because, like I said at the beginning, storytelling is powerful. So yeah, pick up a copy and read for yourself. Zarar, Zarar here. I'm here to him from K-Town, Karachi, Pakistan. And I have a small story to tell that somebody asked my master four questions. That what is obligatory and what is most obligatory? What is near and what is the nearest? What is strange and what is the strangest? What is difficult? And what is the most difficult? My master replied, obligatory is the obedience of praise to all God. And the most obligatory is to, is to um, abandon the sins. The second question answer was, the most nearing, nearest thing is the day of judgment and the most nearest is your death i'm not a motivation speaker i've been doing motivating everybody here since morning 6 30 up till now the third thing which my master said was 
strange is this world and the strangest is the love for this world. And the fourth, the difficult is the grave. And the most difficult that you're going into that grave without preparations. I'm here for humanity. Always. I might not give you, I, I'm, I'm, I might be like how Diadra said, how beautiful ladies in this room said, a tree. But I might not give you fruits, but may give you some shadow so you can rest behind me. Sharing so many stories here since last three months. You guys can, you guys can come here, see my content. You will love it. All real stories. That's my part. And one more thing that we have to understand that our results are nothing but the reflection what's going on in our head. And if we don't like the results, we have to re rearrange everything. We got to rearrange everything that inside and not outside. So that's my part. And I thank everybody here. I thank Annie. I thank so many beautiful speakers here. And I'm learning every second. I'm learning every second. I'm, I'm, I'm like humble. My personality is like being humble every day. So thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for that. I'm not taking that for granted at all. That sharing, that is powerful. That is deep to the root. Uh, uh, that is a poetry that we can put somewhere. It, it's really interesting. Thank you for that sharing. For that. All right, it's time for Izu. Izu Samuel, please go ahead and share with us. We always like to hear from you. Thank you so much, Mr. Obehi. And I'd like to say greetings to Mr. Eni, a very good, handsome friend who is always smiling. And uh, I see Hannah and all the beautiful souls, Abibola, Kabir, and, you know, beautiful souls who are here in the audience. My name is Izu Samuel. If this is your first time of meeting me, I help people to deliver their TED Talks. And I also help people to share their stories across to the globe because you, you need your story to impact people's lives. Today's topic is all about what are personal qualities to make stories more engaging. <laughs> Let me tell you something, my friends. Storytelling is not complicated and storytelling should not be used as a tool to manipulate people. Storytelling is about the authentic dimension of having to solve people's problems, telling a tale that impacts people's lives. And because of time, I'm just going to share two tips, so just one tip because of time, right? Now, the first thing is... On a personal note, I realized the concept called implicit over explicit. The concept called implicit over explicit. And this is all about you understanding and learning how to communicate as much as possible with as little as possible. When your story can be relatable, it is said that your story is a story that was said in a way that was much with as little information as possible. Keep your story always simple. It is one of the ways to personalize your story and help people to understand what your story is about without having to waste people's time and people's resources. So this requires the use of subtests, whereas test is what is said. Subtest in your story is what is not said. Without subtests, your story will be dull and shallow. Some subtests are caused naturally, but very often you have to walk at it. And the second thing I'm just going to share here, and I yield the mic to Mr. Obehi, is be simple and clear than complicated and ambiguous. 
think it was one of the persons who was talking about value. Value is a word that has been underused across the social media handles. And we must learn to now begin to define what value is on the basis of the proposition of solution as opposed to using words that does not match in line with action that addresses people's challenges. I have said it several times that storytelling is a product. The way you go to the supermarket to buy some apples, that is also what storytelling is about. It's a product because people want to receive the product that addresses their challenges. People don't just want to listen to stories. People want to listen to stories that can resonate with their present state of condition. And your story is supposed to serve as a symbol of possibility. Your story is supposed to serve as a symbol of possibility. So always ensure that on a personal note, that your story is simple and clear than complicated and ambiguous. Simplicity creates clear understanding in the minds of your audience. When you begin to tell or share your story, people can tell if you are clear or if you are being ambiguous or complicated. So they won't view it as overly simplistic if it smoothly and adequately conveys your story, your words, your tenses, the plot in the drama, the, the protagonist should be very active and not reactive. A common mistake storytellers use is to try and tell too much without spending enough time giving us evidences. A story without evidence is a summary. And summaries are very different from stories because there is no concept of resolution in any of those. So... The final word I will have for anyone on a personal note is this. If you want to share a story, always see your story as to be a product. Let it be a product, a product. You know the way you go buy some groceries, the supermarket? So see it as a product and present your story to the world with some sense of solution in mind. Don't share stories because you heard on LinkedIn that sharing stories is powerful. Share stories because... It is powerful enough to address the challenges of people with some powerful tips that can help your listeners to become powerful listeners who are result-oriented. My name is Izu Samuel. I am so glad to have spoken on this fantastic platform today. This is going to be my first platform for the week, and I give glory to God. I yield the mic to Mr. Obehi. Much love, my friends. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much for that. Uh, you know, uh, why I'm so happy uh, doing what I'm doing here, because there are a lot of uh, interesting and powerful people, knowledgeable people who are passionate about the city that I'm passionate about, the power of storytelling. It looked to me like a magic that we cannot, for any reason, avoid understanding what it is. Because if we know what it is, then all the doors will be open to us. So I really encourage all businesses out there to leverage the power of storytelling. We are here intentionally. We are not making a mistake. We are not just trying to occupy time. We are here intentionally for this. We have three rooms dedicated to storytelling so that every week there is a room about things. So if you want to learn more or hear more uh, about the knowledge that easily is uh, sharing, join us again. We are every 14 days. For example, on the 15th of September, we are going to be having a room again with Izu 
uh, Tanya, where we are focusing also on storytelling, looking at business. Because I repeat, we are not just here because we want to occupy time. We are intentionally here to pass a message of reshaping our narrative through the power of storytelling. So it is on purpose. So thank again, Izu, for your sharing. And thanks to all of you, of course, because there is nobody that is not sharing value here. Well, I'll just say just a few lines. Um, thank you so much for all, everyone that has come up to share. So, so insightful. Thank you so much. I've learned a lot. I've taken down some notes too. Uh, what I'll just say is that when sharing your story, be your authentic self. Make sure your story is authentic. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. All right, is uh, Hannah. Hannah, in few seconds, what would be your final thought here to conclude? Okay, the pressure. I'm gonna try and make everything um, at least little enough that um, I could speak. But I wanted to also say thank you for allowing me to speak today, and to everyone who joined um, today. We, we are so appreciative of your presence today. But I'd like to say that a major, uh, I'll say like a major thing that a lot of people. Call complain about when I speak to them about storytelling is that they have shared their stories and don't seem to have as much impact as they like. So I'd like to speak on that point to anyone listening today who might have shared their stories and haven't got, gotten the impact that they want. I would like for you to focus on your how because it's so important. How you share your story is so important. There's so much that is vying for, for attention these days on social media. So um, how you share your story is key. Are you going to use the first person? perspective is it going to be the third person's perspective are you going to make the reader or the viewer the hero are you going to be the hero it's so important to find out how that might be the reason why your story isn't connecting it's not the story that isn't connecting it's how you're sharing the story um i also like to say that feel free to send me a message if you have any questions or concerns around storytelling for brands or personal brand building whatsoever thank you so much once again Abayi, for having me and i hope everyone has a nice day thank you so much for that hannah all right before i pass the mic to um to any I want to uh, really acknowledge all the people that are here that we are not taking your presence for granted at all. We have spent over uh, one hour here. Uh, you are still here. It's a, it's, we are really grateful for that. We are not taking you for granted. We are not taking your time for granted. We understand that you have value for this. That is why we are also trying to go the extra mile to make sure that you get more value out of this communication because it is important for us. Uh, I think Eddie said it, or one of the persons said it, that, uh, uh, okay, sending that the hero here is actually you. You are the reason we are here. So we are making sure that we take care of that. We are not making mistakes. We are really intentional about that. So thank you for coming. Dora, uh, Mohammed, Stephen, Michael, uh, Rizzi, uh, Jacinta, Brett, uh, Platin, all of you, all of you. I see uh, Eloho. El Thank you so much, sister. Thank you for coming. Oh, Rich, uh, Favor, uh, Ugo Chuku, all of you, you are all welcome. I really appreciate your presence. Please come around, come around again, and make sure you pass the message on. People need to learn how to leverage the power of storytelling. And of course, if you want to support us here, why not? Get to, go to internet and pick one of the books to read, and do share your thought. We are interested in learning what you think about what we are doing here. All right, Eni, it's your turn. Please, uh, what is your final thought here as we are concluding the conversation? Okay, give me one minute, please, not just 30 seconds. So, Mercy, I see you. Thank you for joining us. 
Vincent, Anila, welcome all of you. I appreciate you. Mary Colette, Zahid, Zakia, Nikuru, Nikuru, I'm not pronouncing it properly. Mr. Bong, Dr. Achi, I see you too. Well, thank you for spending your time with us, all of you. Look, um, the, uh, from the great shares today, so many things have been said. That let's let, let's go and let's take these on board. Let's act on them. Let's put them into our storytelling. You know, they say maybe the one thing I would say about storytelling that we need to bear in mind is that this all comes down to confidence, confidence in yourself, in your story, in your business. Now, to develop that confidence. Sometimes that means being willing to learn. Now, being willing to be, now, being coachable. Now, you can tell you, you can learn from over his books, you can learn from people in the audience. Can I connect with people, learn how to tell your stories. Like, like, like Hannah said, the story is really the problem when, it, when, it's a real, when it's a true story. I mean, the one thing that no one can argue with is your, is your story. Your story is your story. But if you, you're going to talk about features and facts, that those, those are disputable. Your story is not disputable. Learn to tell the story properly and the impact will be there at the end. I'll leave you with that, my friends. Please come back again in two weeks' time. So we're going to be here, so two Mondays from now. We'd love to know you're going to come back. That way we haven't got to invite you. We're going to invite you anyway, but yeah, please, put us in your diary. <laughs> my fellow co-hosts, your geniuses, great to work with you. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you that are here. I really do. Uh, yeah, that is it. Uh, make sure you employ empathy and leverage imagination. I think Einstein said that imagination is more important than knowledge. If you can leverage imagination, then your storytelling will be more interesting and you'll be able to engage more with the people. Because you see, story might be exactly the same thing, but you can retell it and retell it again and give it life so that it can live. You give it value, you give it more energy by the way you apply your imagination to the story, to the story, making it that you are passionable. Because if you are not passionable, people will know. Audience these days have become more sophisticated. So when you are lying to them, they will know. They will fish you out from a distance, long time, that what you are saying is known from the depth of your heart. So it is important that we are already to the people. So thank everyone again. It's from the depth of my heart that I really say thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs>